0: Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Greg Yoder. He is the Executive Director of Mission Network News. Greg, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and what Mission Network News is?
1: Well, I'm obviously the News Director or, or the Executive Director of Mission Network News and the anchor. I became in this position actually because of my journalistic background. I was a bona fide hardcore, follow the ambulances and... ATF car journalist. I mean, I love the nitty gritty, being the first and the best, and I just really enjoyed that. Um, I was an AP award winning broadcaster, and we covered everything from um, the Oklahoma City bombing where I was to uh, the Capitol. So, my experience in journalism, I think, at least radio journalism, was wide. But when I got the call to come here, I really told them no uh, initially. I didn't really want to. But because of a um, a transforming short-term mission trip that I went on, I realized that God could really use me in a way that I had never been used before. And so, long story short, I felt called to come here. been here for, what, over 14 years now, and I'm just excited about what God is doing. Now, Mission Network News is basically designed to provide news and information like you'd hear on CNN or Fox News but in a way that would encourage a Christian to get off the pew or get out of the pew and do something about it, whether it's to pray or to give or to go. And so that's really our bottom line is just to encourage Christians to be James 1, Christians, to be doers of the Word and not just hearers only. Because as you know, what it says in the Bible, if you look in the mirror and you,
0: you know, forget what you look like, what's the point of being a believer? So um, that's what we try to do. How can people listen to Mission Network News if their local station doesn't carry it? Well, they can go to our website, missionnetworknews.org, and we carry our three different versions online there.
1: We also have expanded news coverage, so each story that we have, and you usually cover five stories a day, um, you can see the expanded news coverage right there on the web.
0: Can somebody request that Mission Network News be played on their local station, and how do they do that?
1: Yeah, they can always uh, ask their local radio station and encourage them to play Mission Network News or air Mission Network News. We have a way where you can actually go to our website and see if your radio station carries it. And if not, well, we would give you some tools and information that would maybe
0: encourage your local radio station to air MN. M&M. You said, long story short, you got here. Uh, tell us the long story. How did you get here? Well, um, when I was at our
1: former church um, on the other side of the state of Michigan, they had asked me if I would want to go on a mission trip. And I thought, oh, that would be kind of fun. I've never really done a mission trip before. What would we do? And they said, well, we're going to go down to a place called Bonaire, Transworld Radio, and we're going to go build some apartment buildings. I said, well, I've never touched an apartment building. You know, I have hammer saw anything. Oh, no, just come on with us. We'll we'll teach you how to do it. And so I went, and while I was there, I realized that there were a lot of broadcasters there that were serving Christ in an incredible way that I never really thought. Because my view of a missionary was, you know, the pith helmet, the uh, camouflage gear, taking the portable pulpit to the corner in somewhere in Timbuktu and saying, you know, you're sinners and you're bound for hell. That was really my view of missionary work. Um, Not realizing that a missionary could be a construction worker, a bus driver, a mechanic, a radio news broadcaster, etc. So that was kind of the beginning of me starting to think about, hmm, could God really use me in that way? Well, a year and a half later, I went to Ecuador, <laughs> ironically. You know, God is a sovereign God and has an, an incredible sense of humor. Part of the trip was to go to Shell, Ecuador, and to help build a fuel pod in Shell Mira, um, where MAF is located. So we did that, but on the way back, we visited HCJB Global. And guess what? They have radio ministry there. And again, God just emphasized, hey, Greg, I I can use you in this way. And then within about a year, um, Cornerstone University came to me and said, Greg, do you want to come? And initially I said, no. I said, I'm really happy where I am. I don't really have the desire to leave. I'm comfortable. I plan to retire here. It's a small station, but I love it. Through my contacts that I've developed, I just really love what I do. Well, my boss, now my boss, said, don't you want to pray about it? Uh, no, I really don't want to pray about it. I just, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty comfortable that the Lord wants me here. But uh, I told him that I'd pray over it. And I was going on vacation. It was uh, it was like August of 95. And uh, so I prayed about it and came back and just things, I just wasn't feeling real calm and about where I was professionally. And so... My wife and I both decided to come to Grand Rapids to at least hear and uh, understand what they were asking me to do. And in the process of having those discussions, uh, we came up with a great a bunch of great ideas on how we could improve Mission Network News and how we could change it. And I'm thinking, hmm, maybe, maybe God can use me here. So I told them, I said, you know, I would I would come to Mission Network News if my house sold. And at that point in time, you know, on that side of the state, it wasn't a very good market for selling houses. and so we put the house up for sale and our real estate agent said, Greg, you're not going to get that. You just can't. So well, that's what we need to move. And um, that was on a Friday. On a Saturday, our real estate agent called and said, Greg, we need to see your house. We've got somebody that's houses uh, they were going to buy, fell through. Uh, they want to come see your house and it's right in, in their range. So we said, well, we haven't done anything to the house, but you're welcome to come look at it. Well, on that following Monday, not only did they make us an offer, they gave me my asking price. So the Lord answers prayers in incredible ways, and it was very evident that we
0: were supposed to be here. My history of Mission Network News is Greg Yoder. What's the history of Mission Network News before you? Well, actually, Mission Network News was started in
1: 1991 by a group called Christa Ministries, or World Concern. And World Concern is a humanitarian, Christian humanitarian aid group. And what they wanted to do was find a way to get on non-commercial Christian radio. And there are literally more than 2,000 non-commercial Christian radio stations in the U.S. And so they got a bunch of radio guys together and said, what's missing? And they basically came together and said, we love missions. There are a lot of missions programs out there. But one, they're either old, they're too self-promotional, and they really don't give us the nitty-gritty about what they're doing. It would be great if there was an organization who would provide news and information about all of the groups with no agenda, Talking about the cutting edge things that are taking place around the world and put it on a radio. And they said, well, we're going to do that. And so they did. They hired uh, Peter Brooks was our first anchor, and he was in on that whole planning stages, et cetera. And they started off with about 275 radio stations right off the bat. Now our radio station, we heard about it and we wanted to air it right away. As a news director, I thought it was great. You know, they're providing information about mission organizations, which is what we wanted to talk about, and ways for people to get involved. And then what World Concern would do is they took three times a year where they would do an emergency response team, go to an area where there was incredible famine or uh, just incredible need where they could raise money for some of the things that they did. Well, it got really expensive. News isn't cheap, and they just felt like they couldn't continue. And so. World Concern came to Cornerstone University and said, hey, would you take this over? And in 1995, in January of 95, Cornerstone took ownership, and then the following September I was hired, and we kind of transformed it a little bit, into instead of being just an information piece about mission organizations, to being news and information about what God's doing through that current
0: event, and how missionaries are being able to use those current events to bring glory to God. What are some of the types of things that you cover in, in the radio program it's about five minutes long, and you say about five stories you do. What, what types of stories? Well, typically, and we have three different versions of our broadcast, too. We have a five, basically a five minute,
1: a two minute, and a one minute. Typically, a four and a half minute or a five minute broadcast will carry two current event news stories. Like, for instance, we'll talk about uh, tsunamis or earthquakes or political changes that could have an impact on religious freedom. We'll talk about persecution issues um, on how people here in the U.S. or in the Western world can get involved and actively pray for those things. And then, usually, our last three stories are more featurey. It'll, we'll talk about uh, trends and missions, or highlights, milestones in ministry, unique types of outreach that people just wouldn't necessarily think of on their own. So those are kinds of some of the stories that we focus on. And then. We write an expanded version, obviously, and put on the website, and then even record those interviews and put those
0: interviews on the website so you can actually podcast those interviews. What are some of the most exciting things you're seeing in missions today as someone who covers missions as a news journalist? I think the change right now in seeing the Western Christian
1: saying to themselves, yeah, we need to help, but the, the national churches are really taking ownership now. And they understand that they can do it. And they have the tools and the wherewithal to be able to accomplish it. And many Western workers are saying, you know what, we still need to help with the training. They need our funding. They may need even need our encouragement. But the nationals can do the work. And so that's what's exciting to me is just seeing that, that change evolve and, and happen. I guess what's a little frustrating is seeing... Um, and this isn 't criticism, but it 's just real life that there are some missionaries that have been there a long time that still have that mindset that I need to be the center of it when in reality we don 't need to be but but that 's exciting just to see that and seeing young people coming uh like Urbana a year and a half ago, it was exciting to see that young people have the desire to not only want to reach people with the gospel but help them physically, and they don 't separate the two you know in my world or you know yours in my world we 're thinking okay you 're specializing in evangelism, and you're specializing in providing aid, and we'll work together. They don't think that way. Young people want to think holistically. How do you use A to accomplish B to get C? And that's exciting.
0: What are some of the unique ministries you've seen through the program?
1: There are several. Book of Hope comes to mind. Um, Actually, they're called One Hope now. They just changed their name, where they use these illustrated harmonies of the gospel geared for kids to lead kids to Christ. And out of that has come the Godman film, using 3D, incredible 3D animation that's cutting edge, that kids love, even young people love, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that would be one. Probably the other one is the Jesus film. That has been cutting edge for years and years and years and years. And even they're thinking outside the box now and saying, okay, we're doing great in... Second and Third World nations, but we're really struggling, you know, in the industrialized world. How do we reach them? And now they're talking about coming up with some anime video, you know, short segments of how to share the life of Christ in short segments. And then once they've established that, to be able to literally reach 800 or 900 different languages almost immediately with the gospel. So those would be probably the top two evangelistic outreaches. Uh, But then those on the maybe the health side, Cure International is really incredibly using hospital ministry, um, reaching the neediest kids with cleft lip and palate, um, club foot disorders, just those special needs, using hospitals to be able to share the gospel. And it's a 50-50 mix. 50% is health, and 50% is evangelism. I just love That. And probably the other one uh, that I love is uh, the mercy ships. Um, How they go into a port, into a third world nation, and literally change the face of the country. A year and a half ago or so, I went to uh, Liberia, West Africa, and to see them work there is just an amazing thing. How they literally changed lives. How people who couldn't see for decades because they had the cataract removed from their eye. They were now able to see their grandchildren for the first time. I mean, that was just so exciting, and to see, you know, nine-month-old babies with huge growths on their neck, and having those things removed so that they're not scarred for life. I mean, that was just that was pretty exciting. So those would be probably my my four that I would you know really be excited about in terms of radio ministry. Obviously, the top three: Transworld Radio, HCJB uh, Global, Far East Broadcasting Company. And, you know, those top three are just the the greatest. I mean, they do all kinds of work. They work together. HCJB Global right now is going through an incredible program called Me and My Household, where they're focusing on people praying for households, not just here in the U.S., but globally, and then using radio to reach the Muslim world with the gospel of Jesus. And the
0: fields are ripe, they're plentiful, and we're just needing people and dollars to do it. You've been on some mission trip yourself where, where have you been, and what are some of the most interesting things you've seen personally?
1: Well, I have to um, clarify. You, typically, when I go on a trip, it's not necessarily a mission trip. It's usually field work where I'm covering stories, etc. There are some occasions where I will go on a mission trip, like last s- October, where Mission Network News actually hosted a short-term mission trip where we took people down to Guatemala. Um, but probably my favorite place, bar none, is, is Russia, And one reason is because my daughter is from Russia. We adopted from there in 2002. So I love going back to Russia. they are incredible needs. I mean, almost a million kids right now are orphaned in Russia, whether it's uh, social orphans or literally don't have a mom and dad. And so they're institutionalized in many cases. And by the time they're 18 years old, they'll probably be dead or involved in violent crime, or they'll be prostitutes, or they'll be drug dealers, or worse And so um, that's probably my favorite place to go. I just like to go and love on the kids and just to let them know I care about them and encourage people to perhaps support ministry there and support foster care, which is a foreign concept to this country of Russia. That'd probably be one of my, my favorite places. But I also like India. I don't necessarily like to go there. It's a tough place to be. But just to see the incredible growth of the church and how, They struggle through persecution, how they counted a joy to suffer for their faith, how they counted a privilege that God would allow them to suffer for Him, is such an example to me. I don't understand it. I I don't even know if I would be of that mindset. I would hope I would be. I hope that if I ever faced persecution that I would be like them. But I can't honestly say that I would. I just don't know. I hope I would, and I pray that I would. But just to see their excitement and their vigor and to see them say, well, we're not letting this stuff, this violence, stop our church growth. They're not going to stop us sharing our faith. That's what we were called to do, and this is what we get to be excited about. Persecution for Christ's namesake. So those would be my favorite places. Do you have a testimony you'd like to share with us? I don't know if it's necessarily a testimony, more of an anecdote, I think, um, just to tell you how effective MNN is. Um, Mission Network News uh, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of stories because we're a news agency, and a lot of the things that you hear are kind of behind the scenes. So unless you ask, perhaps in an email or something, you don't get those stories. Well, we happened to receive an unsolicited uh, phone call from someone. He's a doctor. He was in Texas, and he was hearing our broadcast about uh, microenterprise lending. And, of course, you may know that it's giving a small amount, maybe $100, to help start uh, maybe uh, a woman's uh, sewing Business, sewing clothes, or maybe it's to buy pigs for a farm, etc. Well, he heard about that and he wanted to see it firsthand. And so he went to the Ukraine um, where this story was happening to be taking place. And he just couldn't believe the effectiveness that it was having, not just on the local church, but on the people's lives physically. And he wanted to get involved. So he decided to quit his chiropractic business and really throw all the money into the ministry. And so not only did he establish his own microenterprise lending within the Ukraine, but he also established a seminary training class that would allow them him to train Ukrainian Christians to go into the Muslim world, into the Uzbekistans, the Kazakhstans, the Turkmenistans, and share the gospel, because they're very, very effective in being able to share the gospel in that way. So that's just one example of how MNN, I guess, was used by God to really change a heart and a life um, of a person who probably would otherwise not have even thought of going to Ukraine in a microenterprise lending endeavor.
0: Tell us how specifically we can get to M&N and listen to the the programs. Uh, what's the website address and all of that? Yeah, you can go to
1: missionnetworknews.org. All of the audio is listed right on the front of the page. You can click on interviews, actually, to listen to complete unedited interviews, which are kind of fun. You can hear all the booths that we make. That's kind of fun. Uh, but you can also sign up for a daily email update. and You can get that every day, I think at midnight Eastern time it's sent out. And you get five stories, basically the broadcast script that you can pray over each day. So that's the best way to get connected with us. Or if you wanted to call us, you could call us at
0: 800-284-9361. Well, thank you, Greg. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you'd like to share as we close? Well, I think as you begin to
1: look what God is going to do in your life, just remember that whatever vocation God chooses for you, He's going to use you for His honor and glory. So if you're training right now to be an electrician, be the best electrician that you can be for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ because you don't know who you're going to come in contact with. If if he's got you training to be an accountant, be the best accountant that you can be for Jesus Christ because, you know, ethics in in accounting is an incredible uh, witness for Jesus Christ. If he wants you to be a preacher, you preach the best for Jesus Christ. If you're going to be a preacher's wife, you be the preacher's wife, the best one that you can be for Jesus Christ. My point is that, as believers in Christ, we all have a role in the kingdom. We all have a role in the Great Commission. And to say, I'm just not called, you're not reading the same Bible that I'm reading. So please, remember, anything you do, whether even if you're unemployed, be the best unemployed person you can be for Jesus Christ, because you don't know who you're going to meet in that unemployment line. You don't know who you're going to meet when you're going through the interview process. Perhaps you could be the light, the salt, Um, whatever it is that God uses to maybe lead your employer to Christ.
0: You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.